Okay, hello folks. We're here for day 19 of 100 and we're moving along to our second excerpt from my Enneagram Introductions workshop. Again, you'll be getting snippets of that, excerpts along the way, and the complete recording of that will be made available down the road probably just after this 100-day project is complete. So today we're going to be talking about essence and personality, what those are and how they're different. So let's jump in. It's always important to address essence and personality as early in the conversation as possible, I think, because it's important to lay the foundation for us understanding that, um, that we are not our Enneagram numbers. You are not your number. Uh, our, our type is a particular orientation to the world that we have developed that helps take care of ourselves, helps us make our way in the world in a very real way. Uh, it's a survival mechanism. And so our, our personality type that we're talking about is something that it's almost like scaffolding that we have put on around uh, our true essence, which is always underneath it and untouched, um, as a protection, as some ego structure, which is not in and of itself bad by any means. In fact, it is necessary to make it in the world uh, as a human in society in relationship to other humans. So these are adaptive strategies that have served us well. They've literally kept us alive, if you're listening to this. Um, but what can happen is, especially as we get older, strategies that have worked for us in the past may work um, less and less effectively or less and less often. It can become limiting to only have a handful of options or strategies at our disposal, and we might need to learn to, when it's safe to do so, try to start letting some of that scaffolding fall away so that we can have kind of more room to move, more flexibility. And that is a big, um, is a big perk of this sort of work. <laughs> I promise I did not mean to rhyme there. But so we've got this, um, this true self, this essence, this soul, it doesn't matter what you call it. Many people call it many different things, but there is this core to us um, that is the truest, true version of, of us, the, the, the truest, purest things about us. And that is, that is untouched, unchanged, um, is not what we're talking about when we're talking about personality type. So how do we get our personality type? Um, well, that could take hours, but let's try to do this um, a little more efficiently. Uh, our personality is is made up of both nature and nurture, uh, both biology and our experiences in life. And most of the teachers that, that I have learned from uh, teach at this point that our, our type is pretty much inborn, or we are predisposed because of genetics and um, neurobiology and, and all of these things to be a particular, to have a particular type or strategy. And then, of course, that develops in the brain and the body over time. 
and and things like our instinctual variants, which hopefully we'll talk about later, and and you know certain aspects of us and the certain kind of variation of our type that we are, you know that that kind of stuff is of course influenced by uh, our experiences in life. We know now about epigenetics and and neuroplasticity, so it's not like we're just trapped into this one way of seeing or being, and it's not just about um, particular brain structure and mass and chemistry and all of that. We know that that the brain can continue to develop throughout life. That's why we can change and grow, um, and genes can be quote, turned on or turned off. That's very colloquial speak for, for what is actually happening. But, you know, so, so there is, there's, there's this basic predisposition and then there's all of this other stuff that, that colors and, and influences it. But, you know, Enneagram teaching is still that, that your fundamental core type does not change. There's a lot of movement. Um, there is a lot of room for nuance, but the, the core strategy that gets set early tends to be the strategy that we continue preferring. But again, hopefully we get some flexibility with it and get some mastery over it. And the Enneagram is a tool that can help us with that. And our personality is, is made up of all of this and it's determining a lot of things as well. So it's determining our traits and our tendencies, but even things like our theological preferences or our political affiliations. I mean, there's even studies now that show that people who tend to have a more conservative outlook on life are going to have a larger mass in the amygdala part of the brain than folks on the other end of the spectrum. And and folks that, that tend more liberal are going to have um, a larger mass in part of what's called the corpus callosum that is connecting the two hemispheres of the brain. And, and these things have consequences in the way that we see and respond to the world. It's literally there in brain structure. And that's not directly Enneagram type, but, but that's an example of what's going on in the brain with the way that we see and respond to the world. And there's certainly interplay in all of these things. So in short, you know, we can learn to observe our personality habits and patterns. And hopefully then, when we have that awareness on board and can start to, to see our patterns at play, hopefully we can, we can catch them um, earlier on. We can catch ourselves in the act, so to speak, and, and then choose whether to continue on and do what we've always done or to do something different, to try a different strategy. And, it, it, you know, our, our personality is really about, you know, those things that you always say that you're never going to do again and you keep doing or those things that we always say that we're going to start doing and we never do um, that's a lot of the limits of our personality at play but there's this quote from Viktor Frankl a psychologist in the time of the holocaust that is often quoted in Enneagram work and rightfully so Um, and he says this he says between stimulus and response there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. So between stimulus and response, between a thing that happens and how we respond to it, there's this space. 
And that's so much of what this work is about, to build in that space, that pause. So then we have a choice. Do we do what is kind of our automatic habit or do we choose to try something different and there is freedom in having that choice because without that pause, without that space, we don't consciously choose, we just automatically react. And that is the pattern that we're talking about that is built in to and associated with our Enneagram types, among other things. But but that is the angle that we are looking at in this conversation. All right, that'll do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow, of course, and we'll do some logistics tomorrow, some terms, some definitions. We'll talk about what the Enneagram is, what it's not, what it can do for us, and kind of set up uh, the basic structure for moving forward and going deeper into each of the nine types. So I'll talk to you then. Bye.